Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Are you going to be visiting Florida in the next few weeks? If so, you need to go to thesandersonsisters.com right now and your favorite Halloween movie is going to be live on stage with drag queens. Uh, My good Judy, Nicole Hollowell, has been putting this on as a labor of love for a very long time, backed by overwhelming demand, two nights only in South Florida. It is a drag tribute. It is everything and more. Tickets are going fast Friday, October 29th and Saturday, October 30th. Get your spoop on, go to the sandersonsisters.com and all of that is going to be in the description. It is 21 plus, there's an alcohol bar, snacks, etc. pre-show, and there's gonna be an intermission as well. It'll be at the Lake Park Black Box Center for the Arts at Kelsey Theater, 700 Park Avenue, West Palm Beach, Florida. You cannot miss this show. I am telling you, Henny. All right, sandersonsisters.com, get your tickets now and get your spoop on. Mahalo. If you're new here, then you probably don't know this, or maybe you do. I love Disney and I love shopping small, shopping local, and I am an inclusive podcast, therefore I love inclusive brands. So that is why Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company, owned by my friend Mario, is such a great brand that I have to promote it unofficially official sponsor of this podcast. Mario has actually been on my podcast in season one. He is a great human and I love him to death. He is just such a sweet, sweet human who has the funniest, the best, the cutest, cheekiest designs for Disney. Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company is just such an awesome brand owned by such a lovely human. And when you're thinking about buying from Disney brands, shop local, shop small, and shop unique. Diamond in the Rough Clothing space. That's going to be in the description of my podcast. And as always, please let Mario know that you are shopping because I told you to. Thank you. Hey listeners, this week's episode for season two, episode three, is my dear friend, my husband's dear friend, Chip, aka, well, Danielle, aka Chip Lehman. Danielle is a rad human who hosts and helps produce Totally Offside's podcast, is a hockey freak, a smash mouth stan, and uh, hey, I'm a kid. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and just an FYI that um, Mario, my friend who owns Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company, has graciously given my listeners a 15% off code at checkout. So if you like Disney and inclusivity, please check out that and enter PDKMO at checkout to receive 15%. Mahalo, and thanks for listening and all your support. Uh, My ADHD meds are finally working, but I don't feel well, so please be nice to me. Have a good one. (laughs) Hey, I'm a kid. Oh my gosh. Okay. So to my listeners, of course, this is a, please don't kick me out the podcast about imposter syndrome. And today we're going to do something a little different as of course, this is season two today on the pod. I have one of my favorite people, one of my husband's favorite people, uh, one of my husband's longest standing friends, um, 
my good friend, my good, my good Judy and all of that. We've got Chip. Chip, let's just hop on into it. Can you give your elevator pitch of like who you are, what you do, et cetera? Thanks, Ring. Really appreciate that. My um, Super Nintendo Chalmers oh. <laughs> Ring just, uh, yeah. just turned that volume off. Low budget. Anyway, anyway. hello. <laughs> hello. I'm a kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm Chip. Uh, I formerly was with the uh, Kevin and Bean show on K-Rock for 10 years. Now I'm a podcast producer producer for the NHL at the Athletic. Uh, I also run a personal podcast, Totally Offsides, just me and my friends just talking hockey, beer league, um, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty much just a podcast producer by trade, uh, goalie by night. Uh, you know, just I just won a championship last night. No big deal. Yeah, no uh, big you're my deal. first. You're my first oh. press. You're my first press on my wow. press tour. You know, I'm, you, know. I'm you, got, you, you get the first dibs. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. And uh, so for my listeners, um, I have been trying to get Chip on the podcast for like over a year. Um, so my husband and Chip like grew up together, went to high school together. Um, right before I moved to Hawaii, uh, I got dinner with Chip. Uh, and probably like wildly the weirdest uh, Long Beach uh, from Anaheim, $100 lift ride <laughs> oh my of my God, life. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. But 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 um, overall, like I've known this human in person and in the flesh since 2019. But I've always known about you, heard about you. Scott was always talking about how I have this friend Chip. She's so cool. She's so cool. She's so cool. So uh, I know Chip, aka Danielle, um, as as just this really funny person. And you might hear us say, "Hey, I'm a kid" multiple times. So before we get into the episode, we're just gonna hop into that. So uh, as most of my listeners know, and, and anyone who's coming here to listen, they wouldn't know this, but uh, I'm obsessed with Guy Fieri. Like obsessed. Like I Who think is he's, it? Yeah. Like he's a meme of a man. Like. He's so fun. Like just for me, I just, it, I got cast onto a show, never picked it up because I just can't take him seriously. But I've got a friend, um, my friend Ian, who like drove four hours to give me like a, a Guy Fieri signed frying pan. Like we have a joke that like, we're not really living in a house until that goes up on the wall. So sure. um, we are in Oahu. My husband's in the Navy. Um, and uh, so uh, I, while he was deployed last year, uh, I, I, I avoided TikTok and then I, I started it again because I was bored. I mean, like it was like almost 300 days of my life alone and you kind of just do things to get by, but you know, mm. with podcasting and drag bingo and whatnot. So I, uh, around Halloween time, uh, decided that what wouldn't be funny about getting into Guy Fieri cosplay. So I bought this like Yu-Gi-Oh! ass wig on Amazon, <laughs> uh, I, the cheapest wig, right? So yeah. I bought the cheapest wig. Um, and then I had this like flames bowling shirt and I thought, well, what we bought it when we got the dog, our, our, our dog Bourdain last year, um, to take, you know, we have a flavor town cooler to take some photos of Bourdain in the cooler. And, and, and he, and he had a little flame shirt. So it was like a whole thing. And, uh, then, um, I was going to be joining this like spouses, uh, ugh, spouses, like paint night thing. That was awful. And, uh, I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to get into uh, guy fitty dragon at the time. At the time, because I, I just uh, I'm 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 non-binary, so uh, uh, but I only recently came out as that. So, um, but I've always kind of dressed like a dad going to amusement parks. So this was nothing. But Scott was kind of in this thing called River City where there's no communications. So I sent him an email that said like, "Hey, like don't open this in front of anyone else, and the internet's really crappy, and uh, it's just me in." true Guy Fieri drag like my sister-in-law Mandy she got me these like slides 
first Christmas with a guy on them and I'm wearing those and, and a, a pair of Scott's like uniform socks and I'm wearing shorts and, and the shirt. And then I have like a, a, a goatee that I drew on and, uh, and then I've got these, these uh, glasses and I, I, I tried to do a TikTok trend where it was like, you know, normal girl, like in girl world, like from uh, mean girls in girl world, you know, there's this or that or whatever. And then I got this one comment on it and the only person to notice how fucking funny that comment was, was you. And yeah. the comment was, and I quote, Hey, I'm a kid. Like as if it was like, cause, because I, I started my TikTok with my dog. So yeah. people didn't really know anything about me. It was just my dog, which is a King Charles, uh, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And he's super cute, but he's not a Corgi. So he doesn't really, uh, hit that, fit, fit that algorithm in TikTok. And also pretty sure TikTok thinks I'm ugly. Cause like none of my shit goes well yeah I'm a former marketing director so I mean I just don't even try to understand the algorithm so so I posted it and uh hey I'm a kid and then you and I have since then made it our inside joke like yeah. to the point where like if you post something I'll uh, I'll be like mahalo I'm a kid or if, if I post something you'll be like hey I'm a kid that's pretty cool <laughs> like so yeah, yeah it's almost like a, yeah yeah it's our thing it's become, a, it's our, yeah, it's become like and it has like different meanings to it too like it's it's not just like like it, it, like, hey, I'm a kid is a, a response to anything. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it has like its own life to it. Yeah. And in season two, cause I haven't, um, at the time of recording this, it's actually a uh, September 11th. So hashtag never forget it. Um, mm. sadly, uh, but it's, uh, and my husband's getting ready to fly back on the mainland. And so like, uh, I, I was trying to think about how I wanted to retool season two. So by this point, this will be like the third or fourth episode of season two. Um, and other podcasts do like, um, you know, they, they describe the episode. I used to just put the name. And so I think I'm going to call this episode, Hey, I'm a kid with Chip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'm so excited to have you on because um, you are awesome. And as I've gotten to know you and like gotten to know, like you knew my husband in high school and mm -hmm. I think he's just a goofball in general. And you're still out kind of in, in, in Long Beach area. And uh, uh, podcasting is an audio medium. It's not a visual medium. So you yeah. don't know that Chip and I are roughly the same tiny height. Yeah. Um, and so to, to picture Chip as a goalie is fantastic. So congratulations on that beer <laughs> yeah, league you. win. That's amazing. <laughs> well, the, and the funniest thing too was, so I picked, I picked up goalie like the end of 2019. So right before yep. like the pandemic really hit and I was terrible. I didn't know what the hell I was. I never had a class. I just thought it'd be fun to try. And like I said, I just jumped into plane, but I was, Bianca, I was terrible. Like, <laughs> You're like I, if I let in six, if I let in six goals, that was a good night. Like <laughs> God awful. And like this team, and it was like, I, I play, I was playing in a rookie leagues. So like that's where you'd go to, that's where you go be bad. Like rookie league is <laughs> to learn. And like, but it was to the point where my team was like, oh, like try to be supportive, <laughs> but you could tell like they were not having it. So the you know, pandemic hit, this, that season got short, got shortened and cut off. And we decided once everything started opening up this past, you know, past few months, that team was going to get back together. And I had been practicing in the off season. Like I had, you know, I had friends doing pickups. Like I got, I got, I got actually a lot of practice in during the pandemic that, 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 that like, you know, you said like being alone, like for, you know, with Scott being <laughs> yeah. away and stuff, like 
I have weird habits. Yeah, and like, like I, but also, yeah, I, I also live. I was also living alone. Like I, I still am living alone, but I was alone ninety nine percent of the time in that pandemic. And the hockey was all I had. Like, okay, I get one hour to be outside and do a thing. So I got actually I got really good. And so we came back to do this this uh, this one season together. We're like, okay, let's come back. We get we need to get to finish the last season. Let's it's like I called it Chip's Revenge Tour. Yes, Bianca, yes, I went. Undefe- was. I went undefeated. I mean, no one can fuck yeah. with you now because you're yeah. like, I am the puck. So yeah. um, when you talk about that, it reminds me of the time that I tried track and field uh, in high school. And I went to high school or middle school, actually, in high school. Uh, middle school should be abolished. I, I say that a lot. But um, uh, so I was, uh, you know, I, I joined the track team um, and I'm a mile above sea level. Um, I'm originally from Minnesota. So I grew up ice skating. Terrible at that. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad... Uh, We'll get, we'll get to this but when I told my dad I'm non-binary I'm like I'm queer he's like okay and then he asked my sister is that does that mean she's one of them trans people my sister said no yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Means, it just means that she dresses like Rick Steves and um yeah and my dad goes <laughs> just, oh yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah okay um but um so <laughs> so I uh, I joined track and field because uh that was the cool thing to do and I was terrible at it and I was put on a relay team and I was uh I was the middle rung of this relay team and uh they sure as fuck kicked me off after the first track meet and um none of them went to college for tracks so their parents were a-holes so uh yeah so to be terrible at something and then find out that you're terrible and you and like everyone knows you're bad at it yeah um that's kind of my mo and kind of your mo is like we we're probably terrible at a lot of things but we do give it the old college try so congratulations on your on your uh win and and all the success and like I, I agree. Like in the pandemic, like there's so many things that like we've, we've done kind of like, mm-hmm. for instance, like Scott made his, made banana bread and like, we, we were now like we're role reversing. You're bread people now? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're no, well, then, then he bought another sourdough kit. Um, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to look back at like all of the stuff that's happened because I remember you coming to our house, like our, our new house and we bought you like a sandwich yeah. Um, from uh, Krakatoa, which is like, I um, still think it, about that sandwich. Oh, so oh my God. It's so, it's so good. And I even took my mother-in-law there. Um, oh gosh. Like uh, in July of last year when she came to visit me, cause like nine people had died. Um, so mm-hmm. well, military, you know? So, yeah. um, and I, I took her there and I, and I was telling her about how like we got you a sandwich from there. Cause I remember <laughs> it. And, um, but it's like crazy because like when we like, I met you in the beginning of 2019 because you really loved the show Letterkenny Mm -hmm. and the bar next to our house, coincidentally, like this was just totally random shot in the dark. Like you hit up Scott and we're like, Hey, I'm here. Um, and I'm going to go to this bar. And like, it was around the corner from us and then a Letterkenny themed menu. Um, and then at full circle now two of my best friends live in Canada in Alberta and I'll be flying there a month from now oh and and I I think about Little Kinney all the time and uh so mahalo I'm a kid <laughs> yeah but but that's the thing it's like, or, it's, or if you yeah. want Little Kinney it's how are you now I'm a kid yeah how are you now <laughs> yeah so it's it's just nice to kind of see like what people have done positively and like for my listeners, like, um, you know, she kind of glossed over it, but she did work for K-Rock for a number of years. And that's a pretty big radio station out in LA. But like, you were, you were part of that show. You weren't just part of that show, but you were like monumental part of it. Um, and I've told people this in the past, like I, I was a radio DJ all through college. 
Um, and I, I loved it, but I knew that I couldn't make money in what I wanted to do. And, and you kind of, I think if I remember correctly, you've always been into sports or, or kind of got more into that. And then you, but you also were super, super into music as well. So it was a kind of like the marriage of those two things. Correct. Yeah. And like, and, and like you said, like the point you made, you can't make a living doing radio and you really can't like, no, I, 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 I stuck around because I loved the people I worked with. Um, but those 10 years I struggled. Like, Oh yeah. I remember you were like living in Irvine and commuting like two hours each way. Yeah. I was driving a hundred miles a day working, you know, going from Orange County to LA in the morning. Um, and yeah, like I, but I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you know, career wise, I'm kind of like, they, they, you get pigeonholed, like you, they decide a, the job you're going to do. And then yeah. I realized there's, I couldn't, I, I, there's no advancement for me. Like, so, which means no chance of making any more money than I was making. Um, and I'm like, and well, money speaks. It does. Speak, yeah. Especially in Orange County where, um, it's just, it's expensive to even breathe. Like if you exactly. breathe in a direction of someone wrong, like your suit. So yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, you get to the point where you're like, okay, what am I going to spend my, am I going to spend money on gas or groceries? Like, what yeah. Am I, yeah that you're like, is it ramen or yeah. And yeah. So like, it was kind of like, it was debilitating to you. And like, you were kind of, I, I, I would say like, when I met you, you were like first, you were kind of on your way out of it. It wasn't because you didn't love it or anything like that. But it was just like, you were already kind of like being like, well, I'm kind of doing this other thing and I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. And then, um, you know, and I kind of have watched you evolve and progress. Like, I'm glad that you fell into what you're doing now. Um, and then even so, like, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. You're like, all right. And then I was like, I'm still doing it a year later. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Like, that's what you, you know, we just kind of did these things because I was a marketing director. I mean, I got all the way to the top of my career, still, you know, being a woman in general, like, um, even no matter if I'm non-binary or, 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 you know, gender non-conforming as uh, kind of similar to you, where you're just like, I just kind of am what I am. I'm chip, like, hey, I'm a yeah. kid. And, I'm a kid, yeah. and, and it's like, uh, like we've gotten, you and I have gotten so much closer one, because, you know, like we have my husband in common, but two, like we have a lot of similar interests and a lot of similar like passions Um, and at the core of it, I would say you and I are just like two good people, um, just trying to like navigate life. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, cause when I met you, you were basically living in a squalor in Irvine commuting the, the wheels off of your mini Cooper, which we will get into that. We need to, yeah, we need to tell, gosh, because it's, it's, it's that, that situation is a thing where like in, in in any other experience if I've had, like it, it shouldn't have turned out that positive for me <laughs> like you know I know I was like it became such yeah. a win for a yeah. crappy situation yeah. yeah so so um you know it's funny because I actually want the guy who brought the fire, frying pan my friend Ian he lives in Santa Ana now um he's super trying to get into like the medical cannabis industry he's a super great guy um one of my best memories is him uh, uh smoking up my father-in-law whoops I might have to cut that but um <laughs> hi Ian Mahalo. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, and, and so he, um, he also has a mini Cooper. My sister has a mini Cooper and I will tell you right now. I, do they all hate it as much no, as I did? No, Ian's, what? Ian has like, I have to connect you to Ian because 
Ian has gone through like four or five Mini Coopers now and he still swears by them. And then my sister keeps fixing hers Mm -hmm. and she probably would just replace it with yet another Mini Cooper. I don't understand it because did you, what did you end up replacing yours with? And let's get into that story. Okay. So now I have a 20, a very nice 2020 Hyundai Kona. Hyundai's a great, yeah, Yeah. Uh, So I had this Mini Cooper and the Mini Cooper I had for most of that run, I was working at K-Rock and Mini Coopers are great. Until they're not. If, and also if you're not, they're not commuter cars. Yeah. Like, because maintenance costs a bunch of money, parts cost a bunch of money. And once you put the mileage on, it's ridiculous. Like I was, I, 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 I'm not shitting you. Sorry. I don't even know if I'm supposed to. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool. Doesn't matter. No one listens Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I, 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 I'm telling you like in that decade, I had that car. I probably put in at least 15 granite repairs. Like, I know, yeah. And like every six months it was something. And again, working someplace where you're not making a bunch of money, like a $600 uh, repair is crippling. Yeah. And because, but also too, like it became like a no-win situation because I couldn't, because I was driving so much, I had so many miles on that car. And I had a, you know, I, I had a car, like, you know, I had it refinanced in my bank or whatever. So I couldn't really trade it in because it was worth crap because I'd put so much miles on it. So I was like stuck with this car that I couldn't really get rid of. And it was just a nightmare situation. Last Memorial Day weekend, I, uh, you know, I I live in Long Beach now. And after the Memorial Day weekend, I came, I came out to where I thought my car was the Monday morning. Cause I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be my sister. We're supposed to go skating. Like we were going to go to the park and, I was going to have my inline and she was going to have her roller skates and we're just going to go skate around. And you don't want to assume right off the bat that your car is gone. Like <laughs> I just assumed like maybe I parked it somewhere else and I totally forgot, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yep. Quarantine brain. What is life? What is time? So I'm yep. walking up the street and I'm like, and it hits you. I'm like, I think my car got jacked. Yep. And so I text my buddy. Yeah. So I text my, I text my buddy who was working at, uh, he was working at dispatch for OC sheriffs at the time. And he's like, well, let's see if it got towed. And he's like, yeah, I didn't get towed. Call the police. So my car, my Dominion Cooper got stolen and, um, it got recovered like a week and a half later. Uh, and they drove the crap out of it. Like, you know, like <laughs> drive it like you stole it. They, and the car wasn't in great, the car, I was still able to get place to place, but the car was not in any kind of pristine condition. And I wonder too, if, cause I think they're like junkies or something too. Like they thought, you know, like what, it's, they, when they found, it's, 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 yeah. it's quite, well, yeah, when they we'll found the car, that. they found, they found syringes and stuff and all that. So <laughs> like, here's like, I wonder, enjoy, enjoy yeah. typhoid. You're like, what well, I, yeah. and I'm wondering like, how pissed were they because they, they bust into a car like yeah we got a mini cooper and then they see a quarter million miles on it and they're like fuck <laughs> this is what we get so anyway long story short the car gets you know uh returned and it's it's in crap shape it turns out the transmission was completely busted which ended up being the saving grace for me because they ended up totaling it um but i was afraid because you know having a car payment having a car loan and I thought if they're going to give me, I thought they're going to give me a check for what it was worth. No. So I had gone on Kelly Blue Book to try and like gauge, like I'm, I, I try to, I try not to be like a worst case scenario person, but I'm always prepared. Like give me the worst thing. So I know what I can, pre- like not that I'm, yeah. I'm not going to assume this is going to happen, but I want to know like, what do I need to 
ready myself for. Yep. So I went on Kelly Blue Book and put in the mileage and stuff. Bianca, the car was worth 800 bucks. <laughs> and I, I, th- I think I still owed like four, 4K on the loan. So I, in my head, I'm like, crap, they're going to give me a check for 800 bucks, but I'm still going to be on a hook for a loan that there's no car. The car doesn't exist, but I'm paying off this loan. And I'm like, that's going to suck, whatever. Apparently, insurance companies, when they're figuring out values of cars, they go online to Auto Trader or whatever, and they find the three closest, like, cars to yours, like, as far as year, model, and mileage. The lowest they could find mileage-wise that was, I, again, I had a quarter million miles on this car. Yeah. The closest thing they could find was 100,000 miles. So they cut me a check that cleared out the loan, and I was very clear. <laughs> yeah. You're like, thank gosh. Okay. You're like, yeah. we can breathe yeah so i ended up with the, i ended up with the kona and the kona is amazing it's yeah a year in and i love it so i also had a well so my sister and i my so my dad okay we'll go back to my jerry bear dad uh sure. my dad um for i graduated college my dad bought me an audi a4 and um, my dad swears by German imports. My dad, I mean, I love, I love my dad um, and I appreciate it. And I don't want to sound like uh, Veruca Salt when I say like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, just an Audi. But yeah. I'm telling you, I had to fucking fix that car all the time. And my dad, for the most part, like in my twenties, cause I was like kind of figuring it out, you know? Yeah. I am a kid. I was figuring it out. And like, also was just terrible at life and just kind of, you know, your twenties are trash. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, <laughs> So I'm like, I got all this, these are payments. Like one time I, 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 I was trying to parallel park, um, probably shouldn't have been driving, was trying to parallel park and ended up hitting my friend's car and totaled out the entire steering well. That was $3,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, another time, uh, the light, the, my headlight went out, but you can only fix it by taking it to the dealership. And then like, then I think we ended up, so then I met Scott and mm-hmm. Scott lived downtown in, in, in Colorado. And, and so that's where I'm from is from Colorado. Uh, well, mostly. And so Scott, like Scott, Scott only had one parking spot in his building because I moved in with him. We got married. We've been married almost four years. We've been together almost five. Um, and so like, actually we're coming up on the anniversary of him proposing to me. And then we got married like two weeks later. So like, that's, that's the whole, like, military thing but yeah I I had my car right and and I used to be able to park it by my old apartment which um is at 20th and and Gaylord Street in in West City Park which is um there's ample parking like not a whole mm-hmm. lot of theft or whatever and like you'd be stupid to, to, to steal a like just like you said it's stupid to steal a Mini Cooper stupid to steal a, a Dowdy and yeah. um then I started, and then I had a job where I was commuting, um, like maybe a couple of miles or whatever. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, I got this car with like 25,000 miles on it and I sold it again, Kelly blue book style. I sold it for 2,500 bucks because I like crashed. My, I, yeah. I sound like a terrible driver, but really just like, I just didn't drive enough. And now I drive a lot more, but, um, we ended up selling my car, um, for cash, uh, after parking it in a garage for like a year where I didn't drive it and and whatnot. Um, and then Scott would take my car to work because he has a BRZ and it snows Mm. because it's the most impractical car. And so he would take my car like to, to work for a bit. And then he rode, and then he rode the bus and then he would bike to work, um, at Buckley Air Force Base for a while. And so it was just kind of weird, um, just kind of how this car just kind of was like a dead weight. And it's like, I was paying, like $300 to park it in a garage where I couldn't even have access to it on the weekends. 
and and all of that so finally we just yeah. sold it and so what we ended up doing is we sold it for cash to like some kid and whatever so gave them the title and 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 whatnot and and we got like like 25 my dad bought it for like 17k we bought it for like you know 2500 bucks and and i and i and i loved that car it was a good, good car i mean it got me through things but people like would add like the the status of it like like my dad thought he was doing a great thing because he's like german car german mm-hmm. import you know and before that it was it was all about japanese import cars and, and and stuff and then before that my in the 70s my parents are from northern california like my dad used to make kit cars and he was super into like um my dad's had a, a number of um things he's been interested in in his life um yeah, from from like vintage cars to then um, guitar to then, you know, dog agility with our old dog. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then it was, you know, just whatever. So my dad, but my dad, like he's very much creature of habit. Like when he decides on something, he's very engineer-like and that's what he does. So I, again, I, I was appreciative of, of, of that, of course, you know, and then meanwhile, my husband had a Pontiac brand am that he ended up, you know, he was stationed in San Diego and then he, were you guys the same grade? Yes. Oh, five, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, five. Yeah. So he, so he was stationed in San Diego, took the car there. And then he got stationed in Italy, imported the car there, had to sell this. He, he used a Vuvuzela as his horn. <laughs> like he drove it into the ground, sold it for a Euro and then commissioned and went to OCS. So by that point he'd been in eight, it'd been in eight years. So then after he commissioned, he went to Hawaii and he bought his Subaru BRZ and, um, he's hearing me talk about his car. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? He's also mobbing. <laughs> um and and so for my listeners he's wearing his wrestlemania shirt he's nice uh, he's um yep he's 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 laughing because whenever i'm interviewing someone that he knows he like sort of like inserts himself a little bit near nearby yeah, and he's like because he was like i can't wait to hear this because i i yeah. just love her but it but um so he's had his um super rzz since 2013 and then when scott was deployed uh, right before he deployed, he was like, I probably should get a new battery. And he was like, I'm turning the insurance off. Like, I don't like, I don't want you to have to worry about driving it. So like every month or so he'd remind me to like get in the car and drive it around. I only did it once. Uh, mm-hmm. true story. I, yeah. I, I documented that I did it. And then we had a cold snap last year and that just killed the battery oh, no. and completely. And like, uh, I was like, I don't think I should tell him. Like, I don't know if I want to stress him out. Like, yeah. And I'm thinking, and like, meanwhile, I'm thinking like the insurance is still turned off and all of that. And so I, we, we replaced my car with a, with a uh, Mazda CX-3 um, with hail damage because uh, frugal. And um, sure. because that's what in Colorado, you can get hail damaged cars. They're, they're not totaled by any means. It's just cosmetic damage. So you can get yeah. them for a steal of price. So nice, we bought yeah. my car for like, it had like 800 miles on it. And we bought it outright and, um, you know, and, and, and like, it, it was just, it, it, it's just interesting kind of how that works. So then we, so Scott doesn't realize, so Scott didn't get a new battery for the car before we moved to Hawaii. Cause we shipped his car through Pasha. So we had to drive up to long beach, drop his car off. And then mm-hmm. my car goes with the household goods for, for the Navy. And, um, <laughs> they put the car on, right. They put the car on the boat and then his sponsors picks the car up and, there's a note on the car that says like battery, probably not good. And his sponsor just doesn't tell him, like, doesn't tell him like, Hey, battery's corroded. Like probably need a new one. Doesn't bother. All of the wheels are deflated. So we go get a new battery. So we're in Waikiki. So we get a new battery. We walk, we walk to go get the new battery with the dog. Cause we have, we're in the hotel when we don't have our house yet. We go, so we go up to go get this new battery, take an Uber back with the dog. And then 
our, a friend of ours drives us out to Kailua because it's going to be like an hundred dollar Uber just to get out to James's house. So then yeah. we get there, put the new battery in and then we're, and then, and then we're driving back to the hotel. Right. And Scott's like, all of my fucking tires are low. Like what the hell? <laughs> right. So, and my, and my car, we, my car is in, in Hawaii, but like, we didn't have to get it until we at least had like housing and, um, and we didn't need to have both cars at the hotel and he was the one going to work and not me. So I was like, whatever. So we, so then we like go to the gas station, we fill the tires up, we've got a new battery and it just increased my hatred for this car. But it's a running joke between my husband and I, I mean, like it is it, it, like, it's an impractical car, but at the, at the same time, like there's just so many of them on the Island that now I get why he has one, but like mm-hmm. also whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> but again, to go back to the point, like who steals a mini Cooper and, um, in Long Beach. So right before we even recorded, um, cause, cause Long Beach is, is there's no parking. There's it's just terrible. no parking. Yeah. Like if you have an apartment, you probably don't have parking, which, um, is very true. Cause when I met you at that restaurant, you're like, yeah, like I live kind of close by, I moved my car here and then I came here. <laughs> I yeah. Like, okay. Um, so, so for someone to steal a car, it's, it's not without reason. It's not, not on the money because it's Orange County and meth, but, uh, quite surprising. So I'm glad that you have yeah. a new car, right? No like, one steals it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like this, and also too, like for the new car, they're like, do you want the, I, I, I'm like, give me the full security. Like no <laughs> one's stealing, like no one's stealing that car. Like, I mean, don't try it. Anybody. But yeah. I ended up on like whatever any track tracking all that stuff like it's but yeah. I think it, it it also too was because it was during it was during that time of the pandemic where everyone was home all the time so cars were sitting there yeah like, exactly because I because for for a while they they stopped sweeping and all that sort of stuff so for like a lot of you know I mean car by my one of my good friends uh, Volkswagen van got stolen last week like it happens here all the time but it was happening especially during the pandemic because cars were just sitting. Yeah. So they, you know, people would case out cars like, like crazy. And it's not just here. It's like car break-ins and theft were crazy during like those months where everyone was, was staying home. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, cause I was, I, I like, I mean, eventually we'll get into like what this podcast is about, which is important. Yeah. But, uh, I, um, I went from like going places to not going anywhere. And I don't know if like, this was like true for you, but like, I, you start to note, like, you're like, huh, does this happen when I'm at work and I'm not paying attention? Or like, d- d- is this just like, is it always like this here? Cause we bought a house and, yeah. and, and I, the, the house in front of us was for sale. Um, and no one was in it. And I was just getting like, Scott was gone. Right. So yeah. I like, and I, I wouldn't be able to contact him and I had like a ring security system and I, I would just sit up and watch that thing. And, and, and there were some weirdos and, and, mm-hmm. and then I figured out that I'm between, um, districts. So I, ca- I couldn't call 911 cause they wouldn't send anyone my way. Oh, well, like, you're like in, yeah. unincorporated yeah. It, it, pretty much. Yeah. Unincorporated, which is, which is fine. I mean, you know, shout out to Lemon Grove. Maybe one sure. day you'll, uh, get the money that you need. Lemon Grove. We have no money. Also Lemon Grove. We're not going to like, we're not going to count this as a house and like the permits behind your house with this field. We're not, we're doing nothing with it, but okay. Um, so, so I actually, I spent a fair bit of time, um, in Cyprus where my, where my in-laws are because like, like I had like a couple of attempted break-ins and I'll never forget talking to the police dispatch and they're like, well, I said, I said, well, someone's trying to trespass and break in and I'm by myself. Um, and, uh, I don't feel safe because the house in front of me is vacant and there's no lights on in it. And I don't know if it's sold or whatnot. Cause no, cause our old neighbors didn't really talk to us. Sure. And, and, and they were like, well, did you try to tell them to leave? 
I'm like, what the, no. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, like, yeah let me just like, cause you and I, I are, that? you and I yeah. are like, I mean, I don't think anyone would try to fuck with you and I, but because we're, we're kind of built like linebackers um, <laughs> for, for as small of our stature, but like, I was like, yeah, let me just go outside with a person that's clearly like mentally unstable, trying to break into my property and just tell them to leave. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Thanks yeah, so much. Get on that. Yeah. So, um, so I, I would say like in the last year I spent, um, you know, I spent quite a few weekends like, uh, in, in, in Cyprus area where my in-laws are and they're, and they're doing good. And then it's just, it's been a year. It's been a year. So yeah. I'm to go back to it. Uh, I'm just like, really excited to have you on the podcast because, uh, I think it's something that before I even launched it, like, or when I had launched it, we talked about kind of having you on and, and what that would mean. And like, you super identified with it going from radio into podcasting yourself and also like your love of sports. So let's just talk about imposter syndrome. So, I mean, like, do you feel it? Like, do you like, have you like found ways to combat it over time or like, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like growing up, like I had a, a mom who questioned a lot of things I did, mm-hmm. like not because of, she was like, not because she wanted the best for me, but because she was worried about how it made her look like ah, she was worried about what mm-hmm. her friends. Yeah. So like I was a little kid, like I like sports. I didn't like wearing dresses. Like it wasn't, like, I don't, I don't like the tomboy things. I wasn't trying to be a boy. I just didn't like dresses. I like to wear shorts. I like to play soccer at recess. Like I wasn't trying to, I was just being me. Um, and, but nothing I ever did was good enough. Like I had great, yep. great, I got, I had straight A's so that that never was good enough. There was always something I didn't do instead of what I, the things I did do. So I kind of started out that, like, I always, I never thought I was good enough in anything. And, and, you know, doing the radio thing, like I did my job and I was very good at my job but I never got I don't know like I don't really yeah I'll skip that part because I don't really want to throw anyone yeah the bus. no 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 one's yeah. being thrown under the bus but I get what yeah. you're saying there where it's it's it goes back to like being like being a woman in the workforce in a male-dominated field yeah. even when you yourself like have masculine energy and feminine energy at the same time like and you know your stuff and you're just as qualified as the others. Like the hardest thing for me in my career was watching people who would come in at the same ground level as me and get, get, get advanced faster. And mm-hmm. it was like, did I not advocate for myself? Like the thing, if you think about it, like yeah. women will apply for things that they are 100% qualified for, but then they will doubt themselves about 60%. Or if, if we go to negotiate a raise, like for instance, like right before I got laid off, I went in there and I was like, I'll, I, I demanded my worth. I was like, I have this and that's it. But also I was like, even if they'd paid me more, like I probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have like been what was best for me. And ultimately like, I wouldn't have what I have today without it. So I'm very appreciative. Thank you so much for letting me off. Shout out to you. I own mm. a house now because of that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, um, there's been research done on it, like, uh, like, like with, you know, neurotypicalness and all this other stuff, like where women tend to not be believed, uh, or, and, and they're, and they're doubted and, and, and they're told like, oh, okay, well, you know, like that's all in your head. Like you're just being, cra- it's, it's just systemic yeah. patriarchy. And when you are in like, a, like, so marketing's pretty male dominated and I never wanted to be in marketing. It just kind of happened. And I kind of just bumbled my way through it. And so now I'm like at a point where I know all these things over all of these, um, 
all of these conversations. And I think like something that you and I both did was realize if I'm just true to me, cause I came from a similar childhood where, um, you know, my mom had a vision of what she wanted and she, she actually, I think now she's come to terms with like, I'm just going to do my own thing. And like, that's me and that's fine. Um, and I think, she, and then she's told me she's proud of me and I do believe her. Thank you so much for therapy. Shout out to Justina, um, mm. who can no longer care for me rip. Uh, but I, I found that for me personally, like, um, at, well, as, as I've moved, moved further and further away and as I've gotten further and further in life, and as I've grown in my marriage with my, my husband, Scott, I've realized that like a lot of the, the, the stuff that comes, like you can, you can have these things in childhood happen, but like, eventually you don't need to like make that ripple define you. So like, don't let the hurt oh, yeah. child continue to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point now where I just look back on my childhood and like a big thing for me in the last year, cause I, I had, you know, a well-to-do childhood and there was not a lot wrong with it. And, you know, I mean, for the most part, it was fine, but in terms of how it shaped my career, I just never thought I was good enough. Like I never thought that I deserved the things I did. And then that's why this podcast is about imposter syndrome because it's, it's shrouded in kind of what shapes you. Yeah. Right. And like, and yeah, I've always been driven, but at the same time, it's always like, you never know, like, yeah, like you said, like you're working for really hard for something, but you're not really sure. Like, you're like, do I belong here? You type of thing. Oh yeah. 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 And that's, and that's totally imposter syndrome. Like I, I actually, I've only, I've only had a couple of people tell me like, I don't think I have it. Don't know what you're talking about. And I, I would like to know what that's like. Like, I would mm-hmm. like to know what it's like to live in a, in a, in a world where you don't doubt anything about your own reality. I mean, we're seeing it play out right now in the pandemic. Yeah. Where, where it's, it's a matter of, are we, are you selfish or are you caring towards others? Like, do you care more about yourself or others? And, um, I've seen great success among people. I've seen great failure among people in the last year. And it's been interesting to kind of be in a fly in the wall, sitting in my house, um, drinking boxed wine and doing nothing else there's times where I'm like, did I, am I contributing to society? I mean, I just started new medication for instance, um, this last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. like Scott will come home and I'm just like sitting there like on the couch staring at the wall. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, do I matter? Like, is the world, am I contributing shit to this world? Like, I don't even know. And he's like, um, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sure it's just the meds and hormones and whatnot, but like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So right. I, I get it. I get it because it's like, it's so tough. Cause like once you start, but then I will also say too, at least for me, and I don't know if this was true for you. Like once you see the light, you cannot unsee it. Like once you know who you are and what you can yeah. contribute and what, what value you have. Cause like, I'm like, you have always been a brand. Like people remember me people, people, uh, you know, I've always like, I'm like water off my back. I'm pretty good about like, you know, just taking it and rolling with it. I make fun of myself before I do other things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm humorous. Like I know, and I'm, I didn't, I know deep to my core, I'm a good person and I always want the best for, for people. And one of my biggest flaws is seeing the best in people, even when they are the worst to me and I'm working on it. But yeah, once I figured out, like, cause God's always been like, I just want you to be happy. And like, once I figured out like, oh, okay. Like I'm just pushing myself to do this thing. So my mom's like, you don't use your degree. You don't use your degree. And I do every single day. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but once you kind of know who you are, you won't back down. And that's kind of when you combat those feelings of like inadequacy, yeah. at least for me. 
Yeah, and it would help too is like was getting to this new job. And yeah. um, of course, I the first two weeks I, I thought I was gonna get fired. I thought like what <laughs> am I doing here? Like I I I feel like lost, it's a whole new thing. And but now like they are like, Yeah, we hired you to do this job and you're good at it, so just do it. Like there's no micromanaging, like there's like they just they're like, Well, we hired you for a reason and we trust yeah. you. So yeah. there's it's not it's it's very much like a, a very autonomous with my job there and yeah. the fact that they trust me and they this like that has helped a, a ton that, so like, that that's incredible that's yeah. that's an incredible feeling and like also like um you know like the fact that you can like do work and something you're passionate about while also having your side project I mean that's that's awesome where it's like you're marrying the love of two different things and and like you still can love music you still can love like skating you still can love hockey and and now it's not like a outlet it's now like this is just something I do and I can choose to spend my time whatever way I want and that's something in the pandemic I found is so beautiful is that I mean I actually had this conversation yesterday with my friend Kelly who's an animator um on the islands uh really rad person uh just really cool. I mean, I met her just randomly and she's, uh, she and I were talking about, cause, cause they're trying to live by coastal and sure. they like, and, and because they're from LA and well, mostly LA and she, and she's talking about, you know, like this, this is like the time is now to like, like if it's not now, like when's it going to be to just sit back and figure out like who you are, what you can contribute. Life's not worth being so stressed and being so upset and not getting what you want. Like if it, you don't like something, change it if you have the means to do so. And I think that's something that you did. So I, I tip, I tip my hat to you for that. Cause I mean, like, it's been, it's been like great. And like our friendship has obviously grown also on it. And like, it's nice. Cause like, I think like when I met you, I could see the light was very dim. Mm -hmm. Like you were like, kind of, I could tell you were lost. I mean, I was lost too. Sure. And I hated my job. Like I absolutely hated what I was doing. And I, I hated my career because, um, I just wasn't, it wasn't that I hated what I was doing. Cause like, if I believe in something, I'm great at it. That's, that's a key sign of someone who's not neurotypical and who has ADHD, um, is that if you believe in something, you can sell it all day. But the second that it's not jiving. Like you're just terrible at it. Yeah. And I, I just got in my own head. I, 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 I kind of started comparing myself to others, even though I knew my shit had the tenure, all of that. Sure. And once I got out of that environment, just started just doing stuff for myself because I love it. Like, I mean, I would have, I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't gotten laid off to be completely honest. I probably would have, I don't even know if Scott and I would be married still because it, it, I mean that not in a negative way, but like, sure. like this last two years was so hard on us that if I had this shitty job sitting there with me, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I don't think we could have gotten through it. Cause he also was not enjoying what he was doing at that time too. So it was like, yeah, it was two really, really hard years. And then the thing about the pandemic is we all went through it differently and separately, but yet we all have the same collective experience. Right. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I'm probably gonna butcher this because I haven't seen this quote in a long time, but it was like, everyone's in the same ocean. Everyone's doing the same ocean. We just all have different boats. I like you that. Know, like, That's a good analogy. Yeah. I, like, I agree. Yeah. Like, every, everyone had the same general problem. It's just how, yeah, you know, each situation, because, you know, like, you, like, you you were alone, but you also had a, you know, your dog and you had family, yeah. like, you yeah. know, parents to talk to and stuff like that. Like, you know, I didn't have 
that I, I you know I still had friends to talk to and stuff but like in in I feel like in the pandemic everyone naturally potted up like yeah like internally everyone kind of just became just it was about who was in your house like you would try to you'd reach out to people and stuff sure but that the crux of it who was in your direct vicinity that was that was your life you know yeah and I also felt like people kind of came out of the woodworks like like people I hadn't like thought that I was that strong of friends with or whatever. And then, then the deployment happened and I was involving myself with all of that. Um, and, and then I realized, it made me realize that like some people in my life, like were completely toxic. Some people in my life were better friends than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, some people could show up for me. Um, others might not have, I mean, you did. And I, and I actually, like, if you called me and you're like, this is going on, like, I was always, I was like a phone call away. And like, that yeah. was, that's our relationship. Like if you needed something, you could have always called me and you knew that. And yes. that's, that's the point is like, is like, you, there's not enough, like I being vulnerable is so hard for me, which is surprising for having a podcast talking about mental health and my life and my sexuality and my struggles and my career and, and my deepest, darkest thoughts and fears. But also, um, I, I, I'm only recently allowing myself to be like super vulnerable and also right. realizing that like my analogy right now is like my heart is an ocean, but like my seating is limited. And sure. so I can only control what I can control. And I can only like keep up with the people that like I care about. And then like, yeah. and then like everyone else is just bonus and fodder, but like being an empath, I don't know if you're empathic, but being an mm-hmm. empath, I've had to like really take a step back too and be like, okay, like what can I control? Is this helping me in any way? Is this making it worse? Is this contributing anything? Um, So I'm just glad you're here. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're doing what you, what you love. I'm glad that you are finding, finding your footing and uh, you, yeah. And you, and and you've got to win. Look at you. Badass. Look at this. Look at this. (laughs) Look look at you go. Hey fellas, I, I'm a, I'm a award-winning goalie. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not a kid though. I'll tell you what, not a kid, not a kid, but, <laughs> but if you're into that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we don't no. want to talk. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I think we, you know, we, we let's just, let's just touch on success before we go into the best part of the conversation, which is of course, fanaticals. And, and again, to my, to my sure. listeners, um, I'm so happy to be in season two because I get to to share these really cool stories, reconnect with some of my collaborators, let you into a window into, into my life and who I am and 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 who my partner is and also like who like the cool people in my life are. And, and Chip is one of them. So Chip, what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? Okay, so for su- success for me, um, it's not about like, I don't need a bunch of money. I just want to be comfortable. That's all I yeah. do. As long as my bills are paid, I have a little extra to do the fun things. Like, and I feel fulfilled in my job. Like I'm doing the job every day and I feel like it's contributing and I'm seeing it grow or I'm enjoying it. Like I'm not living to work. Yes. That's what, key. Yeah. Like, and that's what I was like, I was great. Like, you know, I used to work like two or three jobs at a time, like picking up side jobs all the time to help pay for things. Like now I have a job. I could do so, like, you know, I could, I dog, I, you know, that's like my side gig. I, I dog sit a lot. And that's like, I love dogs. I can't have dogs in my apartment. So I can go to other friends and see their dogs. Um, but I'm not relying on that. That's just yeah. fun. Extra. So pretty much like success for me is being comfortable to pay my bills and feeling fulfilled in what I'm doing. Uh, and yeah, I, 
I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty successful right now. I would say you are because like, I mean, look at this glow up, right? Went yeah. from, started from a stolen mini. Now we're here. Like, no, we're no, here, just yeah. no, but, but I mean, you've always been someone that my husband has spoken so highly about, like, in, and, and, and he'll even say like, I don't have a whole lot of friends, but and then, and then he'll be like, gang's all here. And like, you're always like the number one, but, <laughs> but, but like, that's the thing is like, you know, it's when you are someone that's unique and has a strong voice, um, people either love it or they hate it. Mm-hmm. But in, in my instance, uh, regarding you, I was just like, I like this person a lot. Like I have to be their friend and I'm proud of them. <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I, I'll say like, just having you, I don't know, you just always make me smile. And I think like, that's like, that's key because like, even if I was having a bad day and mm-hmm. I saw like a, Hey, I'm a kid, I'm like, yes. <laughs> that, and then I'll just I'm crack back. up. I'm back. I'm back. I'm, 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 I'm liberated. So I love that. And I, I think that's kind of where I'm at too with success. It's like, it's, it's, okay, like, sure. I don't make, I mean, I, I rub two pennies together and I don't make a whole lot of money. I mean, podcasting truly, like it, you do it because you love it. You don't do yeah. it because you're going to make money. Like I'm never going to be Gary V or, you know, injecting Invermectin into my body or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, I <laughs> mean, I, I just, I just kind of, I just talk about things as my mom says, you got a boring podcast. Everyone feels that way. I said, okay, okay thanks mom. Um, thanks. but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think like, as long as we're contributing good things to the world, we're successful right now because like, we're going to look back and see who fell on what side of the coin. So I love that answer and I'm happy for you Yay. and uh, I'm excited to get into the next one. Okay. So fanaticals, I love this because it, it really just kind of shows like how my guest brains work. And I know you well enough to know like what you're fanatical about, but uh-huh. I'm just going to let you take, take the floor. <laughs> Okay, so like I think for music I'm fanatical about, especially Southern California, like bands and punk rock. Like that was oh, yeah. my uh, growing up, um, like I, the uh, Offspring Smash album, like I heard that when I was eight years old, you know, like oh, that's yeah. the album with like Bad Habit, Come Out and Play, all this stuff. Like yep. that was the first kind of music that I discovered, not on my own because my sister showed it to me, but it was like the first thing where I'm like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. I like this. Before that, it'd be like, everything my mom wanted to listen to like I had greased the set the grease soundtrack or like I can't the picture you soundtrack. To musicals I just um, can't picture it I fucking love musicals uh I want to go see <laughs> Hamilton I'm gonna do it um so like so like everything else was stuff I had been handed mm-hmm. but like that was the first so like from my early on as a kid like that was my that was my biggest passion was playing music like I I I played through, you know, I did, I did the marching band thing, but like, I, I, I'm a bass player and I was doing that. Um, so like music has always been the biggest thing. And one of the coolest things I ever got to do, cause I've, I've been playing in bands forever. I'm not in a band right now, but a uh, free agent again, if anyone needs a bass player. Um, <laughs> but one of the coolest things I ever got to do, like a full circle thing was I got to open for the offspring twice. I did not know that. Yeah, I know that. Okay, so I got to tell you this other story because it's San Diego. I'll, yeah. I'll make it quick. So, you know, the Del Mar racetrack? Yes. Um, so over the summer, they were, you know, Panini, and, uh, Panini aside, um, they would do like summer concert series. Like they have the horse races yep, yep, and then yep. it would shut down, whatever, free show. One of the shows was the offspring had us open for them. In, in, and that's 18,000 people, like crazy, awesome thing. And they never, they, those shows usually don't have openers, but the offspring were like, well, you're booking us. We want to bring this band with us. Nice. So you, you know, and leading up to that, like along the lines of, hey, I'm a kid. Uh, I've been really close to through, you know, through, we met through K-Rock. But we've become 
pretty close. Um, the guitarist Noodles, we had like like the hey I'm a kid thing. Our joke for a long time, the punchline was Smash Mouth All Star. Oh. Like that would always cycle back something like we would make jokes on Twitter, whatever like that. Like it always came back to All Star. So when they asked us to play this show, he's like, one other thing though, he's like, you guys have to cover All Star. Oh and my I'm gosh, like, yes. And me, I love nonsense. I'm like, I game like when like let me know. And he's like, and he's like, I got you guys a special guest. He's like, I'm not gonna tell you who it is, <gasps> but you're gonna have someone singing. And we're like, like who is this? Like, like he kept, like he never would tell me. It's like you'll you'll find out. It's gonna be good, I swear. <laughs> so it's like the night or two before the show, and we're, we're rehearsing, and the we realized we had to change the key because for our singer, it wasn't a good register for her. So, so she was like, oh, we should change the key. Oh wait, we have a special guest. Like, and you don't want to just throw that like if they know the song one way you don't want them to show up and go oh yeah, yeah we're doing this in a different key so i texted him and i'm like hey i'm like whoever the special guest is does it matter we're gonna change the key can you give them a heads up whatever all i got back was 15 laughing emojis and chip it's not gonna matter so i'm like <laughs> oh okay whatever so we go to show up you know we show up that day we sound check we're just hanging out and then like 10 minutes before we go on he's like do you want to meet your guest? I'm like, hell yeah, we do. Takes us back to one of their like green rooms. They hired William Hung to sing All Star with us. Okay, I was like, I was kind of hope. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and and this became because it was a, there was a joke when I was at K Rock, like whenever because they would they they'd be pretty cool about like if I had a show, they'd let me do a quick like, hey, you know, come to the slide bar or whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. But the joke was they always said the name wrong. Yeah. So it was the band was Well Hung Heart. Um, but at one time Ralph decided, no, I'm going to start calling it William Hung Heart. <laughs> and I think Noodles was taking his kid to school and heard it. And he decided it was so funny that he needed to make it real. <laughs> so I they, love that. So they hired William Hung to drive the two hours. To, I think he lives in Irvine. Drive the down the two hours to sing this one song. And I, I wish I was in the crowd. <laughs> I wish I was know, too. Because like. You think about this like there's it's this they don't opening know the band pack, they don't yeah. know the they, yeah they don't know the opening band okay why are they playing all-star why is william hung there but <laughs> god bless him eighteen thousand people loved it <laughs> i i love that this i don't even know what year this was but um i 18 oh man okay yeah this is the year before yeah. i met you that is incredible this yeah. is why you're my friend because <laughs> i do things to the nth degree like mm-hmm. i literally changed my TikTok from my dog to Powerline World Tour. My yes. Mazda is standout World Tour 95. My phone is now Powerline. Uh, and, uh, you know, I get tagged in, like I, when you are not neurotypical, you get nostalgic and fanatical about things. And so I, when I think something's funny, I don't stop thinking. Oh yeah. You are like, I had to be at the hotel with Guy Fieri. Like I had to, like, I had, you know, I just, I personally just, I think things are so funny. So I, that's what I love about you. And like, I remember even like Scott saying when we first got together, he's like, you would love my friend Chip. Like you are just like Chip. Like that's like, like just, just how you find things so funny. And like, even last night, Scott and I went on like the first true to true to form date uh-huh. we've been on in so long we went to we went to go see a movie uh I'll tell this story because I think it's funny and I don't care if it goes over a little bit of an, over an hour <laughs> yeah fuck it so <laughs> we're going live we're, go, we're going long <laughs> we'll do it live <laughs> so 
so Scott and I last night, um, so um, we don't have a microwave. This, this, is a, this is a full circle story. We don't have a microwave in our, our rental. And our landlord uh, was like, yeah, you know, I would just like see if you can find one and offer up or whatever. And because, um, you know, not her problem. And yeah. which is fine because it's their house and and it's not California in California if you don't leave things behind then you then you have to pay for them basically so whatever they don't have a microwave it's Hawaii we also don't have a garbage disposal or a dishwasher and you just kind of get used to it whatever yeah so so they we don't have a microwave and we've gone over a month without having a microwave so finally I break down yesterday and I am just up for some reason at four in the morning and because I was sleep because uh, I'm always I'm six hours behind the east coast so usually my friends are up earlier and and, and mm-hmm. I used to, you know I'll get on the peloton or whatever but whatever so I, I I look on my target app and I see that there's um because I, I live near college so I see that there's finally in stock microwaves right yeah perfect so I add it to the cart put it in the drive up order perfect shebang we got it and then Scott goes to goes goes to work. I go to my friend Kelly's house for this thing. I come home, um, FaceTime my nephews, and then uh, Scott's like, "I really want to see the new Marvel movie." I'm like, "Cool," but right now, like with the way the pandemic is, it's hard to go out to eat at a restaurant without like reservations. But we knew that mm-hmm. there's this restaurant like right next to this theater and I have my own qualms about going to theaters because I'm one degree of separation away from the Aurora shooting like I have a friend's sister was involved so like I've always kind of found it, found it weird plus I have ADHD and 99% of the time I'd have to go to a movie drunk just to like deal with it because I just I am a very anxious person so sure. we're trying we're, we're trying a bunch of stuff right like we're throwing it to the wall I'm going to a movie loved the movie by the way uh did fall asleep for a solid half hour and oh, um yeah uh, so uh, I saw it like yesterday too uh, Shang-Chi yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was really good. But I, uh, I just kind of while they were doing the backstory, I was like, fell asleep. So <laughs> yeah. um, we went to this restaurant. It's called uh, DB Grill or Duck Butt Grill, and they have ten dollar uh, soju carafas. Um, so we we got those. We ordered kimchi fries, and uh, ever since I've gotten an appendectomy, like I have a hard time with really spicy food. So I threw up uh, really hard. Uh, which yeah. is fine because I'm still getting used to my meds and stuff, but like, I have really weird digestion. Sorry, listeners, TMI. Um, <laughs> the amount of times I've pooped myself in the pandemic is a lot. So, <laughs> so anyway, Scott and I always poop have count. like, yeah, poop count, poop count, the uh, days since shitting myself up. It's been a while, but, uh, n- not to say that, that, that I'm always not like constantly searching for a bathroom. So I, um, so we, so we get dinner and whatever. And so we're also, I haven't gone to a, neither Scott nor I has gone to see a movie in, in theaters in 18 plus months or, or whatever. So, sure. so we go and then we have the tickets and we are waiting in line and we're getting concessions and everyone in front of us is like, just, oh God, like there's just so many, like people are just like, at one point the guy like sent back buttered popcorn and like, it's it just like, time is going on, time is going on, time is going on. And we're on Aloha time, right? Cause it's Hawaii. So it's like slower pace. Yeah. And finally we get up there and I'm just like large popcorn, large diet Coke. And then she's like, you want butter on it? And I'm like, yes, pay it, get, sit down in the seats. And, um, we sit. And so it's like us, our seats. And then we don't even miss the previews. Previews take a million years. Like mm-hmm. I, like, I felt like I was held hostage by the previews because I don't understand why we had to have sing like a preview for sing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just like, I wanted to jump out of my skin. Like I was just like, and then I'm thinking like, and then, you know, in your head, you're like, do I wear a mask if I'm not eating the popcorn? Like, you know, you're thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. So movie goes, goes and goes. And then all of a sudden I just feel gassy. Like I'm like, oh, oh, I am. I know I'm like, well, I'm sitting in theater seats. So like maybe I'll just like 
yeah, you're just into the seat, right? Like, yeah. and I'm like, I know, and I don't know where it's going. <laughs> well, Scott starts smelling it, right? But oh, he no. keeps glaring at the guy next to him, not realizing it's me, right? So then there, I guess there's like an end credit at the end. Um, spoiler for anyone, don't leave the theater. But Scott is like halfway through, Scott realized he didn't want to be at this movie theater anymore. And I didn't want to be there the whole time, but I love him. So I was like, that's fine. Like, we'll get through this movie. And yeah. uh, so we get up and we stand, and there's this little kid. Like, I don't know if he works there, but the whole time he's just like talking and he's like reading things out loud and being like, did you see that? And which is funny in and of itself. And yeah. um, this, this little kid tried to stop me and Scott from leaving because there's another scene. And I was like, Ron Swanson, like, I know more than you like, get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were cleaning the exit. Cause like, it's fine. Like there's an extended scene. Sure. Like I'm cool with that, but it's also 10 PM. Yeah. My husband's flying to the mainland tomorrow. I need to blow out a bathroom and <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. So they're like cleaning up like the area, like outside and they wouldn't let us out. Oh, and no. then they, they're like, are, is everything okay? Like, and I'm just like, we just don't want to be in the theater anymore. Like, why are you holding us hostage in the theater? And the guys are like, like their eyes are all wide. And then we get outside and I say to Scott, I'm like, gosh. And I just like, I just couldn't be in the theater any longer. Cause I just keep farting. <laughs> and Scott's like that was you and I was like yeah why and he was like I kept glaring at the guy next to me because I thought it was him and yeah. so that's why I got up because I just didn't want to be in the theater anymore because I was scared that he was gonna be really mad at me and he was like because I was like straight up just not having a good time with it and I was like no it was me like the kimchi fries like hit my gut and we, we couldn't handle <laughs> just, it yeah and I just and I just felt bad and I just didn't feel well and then we start talking about all of our other this is full circle all of our other like inside jokes and I swear Danielle we had not laughed that hard in so long we started talking about the time that we went to amusement park and the kids said flap tire we started talking about our neighbor above us that we like used to call bop it which is terrible and yeah. just like all these things and we laughed so hard all the way home like belly ache laugh just because inside jokes are amazing and sometimes yes. you can take them way too far and sometimes you will fart at a movie theater. And yeah. so that's why I posted to my Facebook, what I think it's today. I was like, still update that no one needs, still hate movie theaters, but they're a great place to fart. <laughs> and it was great. So go see that movie, everyone, y'all. Yeah. And also <laughs> if you go to like, go like an action movie where it's loud, so you just no one go and no well, one. Well, I just hear thought it. I was. I thought it was just gonna, you know, collect underneath. And yeah, apparently, like, it thought, just, yeah. apparently, it just wafted into his nostrils, and <laughs> yeah, and he didn't put his mask back on the whole movie because he was holding the popcorn the whole yeah. time. And uh, bless him, that was a great, great story that no one needed. Yeah. I'm gonna get all the ones, but uh, let's talk about unpopular opinions. Um, okay. uh, I say that they're like buttholes hopefully everyone has one um and you don't fart into someone else's nostrils uh what is one or a few unpopular opinions you have and why um i get a lot of hate for this and this is and this is like i don't have a lot of hard food stances because i like i generally like everything I'll, spicy give to me i'll like i'll try anything whatever the one food thing well i've a minor, a minor one okay but this one main food thing that people i i sit and i get so much hate for is all runny yolk eggs can be fired directly into the sun, never to be seen again. <laughs> don't need it. Don't want it. Don't put it on my burger. I don't want it next to my bacon. Give me, yeah, nope, nope, no, won't touch it. That's like the one thing I can't do. That is a-okay. And I need to start updating this because cantaloupe up until I moved here, 
and I hated because it was like being strangled by like a weak person and it's yeah. like a filler it's fruit, a LaCroix it's a la- the LaCroix of fruit right yeah. but then in but here they're actually ripe Ooh, and yeah. they don't taste like garbage but we did have a uh, Melona lychee last night that was not Ooh. fun to pick back up so yeah uh, uh, sorry Melona soju that was not fun oh, to it. aggressively vomit and then Ooh. fart in a movie theater. Sorry guys, uh, yeah. TMI. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't, I don't dislike that because, um, Scott always, I, I, I'm personally a sunny side up egg person, but like I get, I, I have a lot of friends that are like uh, terrified of yolk. Scott's mm-hmm. an over medium. Um, and I, I don't, I don't hate that opinion at all. I, I I've had that. co-worker. I, I, I think like I, I put it out on like a Twitter a few months ago. Like that was one of those threads that was like going around and I, I posted it and I had coworkers go, you know, I don't dislike you, but now I look at you differently. <laughs> it's like, they're like, cause they're like, ready yoke was like their thing. Like, they're like, you, you, you've never tried it. Like, and I'm like, I think I had it as a kid. Like I just didn't, I, that's like the one thing I just never, it's not even, I don't even think it's a texture thing. Cause like that's, it's yeah. I don't, there's just something about yoke. Just the, in that singular. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that in that singular instance, that food is the one like that's my kryptonite like yeah yeah yeah, yeah do I, I don't hate it I mean like I I mean this is it, people have strong opinions like if you ever want to like destroy an office bring up the following things yeah. uh uh is a hot dog a sandwich is cereal a soup and does pineapple belong on pizza and I tell you it will create world war three in oh, any 100%. corporate environment percent. <laughs> so and pineapple yeah. does deserve does it, it should be on pizza. Thank you. I, I, Scott's, Scott's fair weather on it, yeah, but he's, he knows I like it because my, my, well, pre appendectomy, pre not being able to handle spice because I used to love spice. I, I was a, I was a pineapple, pepperoni, and jalapeno gal. Oh, yeah. And now that's, I'm like, I can't. That, that's, that's an elite combination. That's, that's an elite combination. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, this is a new question and season two, as my listeners are, are starting to realize, and I love this question because, um, it, oh my God, why did you just do that? Sh- should I tell them what you just did? Yep. My husband just popped in here in a WrestleMania shirt, full <laughs> Donald ducking it. <laughs> just penis, meat, yep, two veg just- out. And he did like jazz hands, like what's that Pokemon? Yeah. The mime one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> that was a thing. I'm so glad that it's an audio medium and not yeah, a like, visual oh, medium so for yeah, anyone. My cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. No, you wouldn't have seen it because it's to my, it's it's to my like, left. Yeah. He, and he was standing there for a solid minute before yeah. I literally saw a penis out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, huh? Anywho, Anywho. you're welcome. Hey, I'm a kid. So <laughs> what Muppet are you and why? Okay, so as, okay, so if I was a Muppet, I would be Stadler and or Waldorf. Those old guys yep. up in the balcony, just heckling everybody would be me. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think I'm multiple Muppets. I think I'm like Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. uh, but a definitely Statler and Waldorf. And like, I'm always, if I can't be like Statler and Waldorf Muppet with you, we're not friends. Like that's yeah, because that's I, I, I think it, it, they're amazing. Um, and I'm really excited. Say, yeah. yeah. I would say for me also Gon- Gonzo would be second. Oh, for Just sure. Weirdo, daredevil. That's yeah. 
Absolutely. Gonzo's the shit. So I love that answer. Um, and we are coming to the uh, beautiful conclusion of this podcast. So I always <laughs> love to get, I'm sure people are like, who the fuck like, are what these two weirdos? <laughs> God, I hope Noodles listens to this. Please send it to Noodles. <laughs> yeah. Um, have Noodles on my podcast. I don't care. I love that. That, that is so funny. I do you, do you have video of that by chance? You have to send it to me. I wait. Okay. I'll look. I think the last time I, I think I have some side like okay, from science age because all of them because the, 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 all of them and the author were like and their crew were like to the sides like giggling like yeah. we were giggling they were giggling and no one else knew what was going on so i think i, I have some side video i'll, I'll try it fine okay you. if not um the, the memory will live on in my brain forever so i love to give people the floor again chip thank you for being on my <laughs> podcast <laughs> congratulations on your beautiful win chip where can people find you what do you want to promote Okay, so if you want to do if you want to do the socials, I kind of do the same name everywhere, so it's easy. It's that girl chip. Um, and then as far as like my my hockey podcast that I do with my friends, it'll be coming back. Um, it should be back by the time this airs or this goes up. Uh, totally offsides with an S at the end. I know it's not grammatically correct. It's a direct quote. I know it's not a correct term. Totally offsides with an S. Uh, at totally offsides. Tollyoffsides.com. Uh, all of the episodes are up on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, yes. And uh, to my listeners, of course, this is, uh, <laughs> please don't kick me out, the <laughs> podcast, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. And you just heard from my and my husband's good friend, Chip. Chip is awesome. Please connect with Chip. Uh, and if you like hockey, definitely reach out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess like sign a Wheaties box when you get famous for us. I know, um, right? Your win. Yeah. <laughs> well, mahalo. I'm a kid, Chip. Thank you so much. To my listeners, of course, please don't kick me out. Uh, if you like what you hear, rate me a five on Apple. Subscribe, like, you eat into the universe, buy me a pizza, whatever. All the links are in the description so you can connect with Chip and also me. Uh, and if you like, the 90s and nostalgia and you want to live your 90s fantasy and you like this podcast because I have some pretty cool merch thanks to Lara you can go please don't kick me out.com slash shop I am now fielding interviews for season two and season three you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com or fill out the form fill at please don't kick me out.com mahalo for your time chip i appreciate you so much and please please for the love of god send me that william hung footage <laughs> oh you got it i am also a kid <laughs> i am also a kid Thank you so much. All right. Hey, everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, can you rate us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on? For content creators like myself, that keeps us going. Also, did you know that I have merchandise? Thank you so much to Lara, who was my second guest ever on Please Don't Kick Me Out. She is a great person who did all of my branding. Live out your 90s fantasy. Go to pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you. Listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash 
of pep.com and you can enter PDKMO at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at p. D-K-M-O podcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support and I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.